thank you very much. Well, I'm not part of the Mendelssohn Choir. <laughs> and I'm just, do I, should I use the other mic? I'm good, all right. Well, it's good to have you all. Uh, the good news is that all of us are going to sound excellent in heaven. That's what the Bible says. If we would uh, reach in our pockets tonight, one of the things we would all of us have in our pockets is probably our cell phones. Uh, if you would uh, take a look at your cell phones, and uh, there's a bunch of things there th these days. Uh, research says that we actually don't even use our phone anymore to talk to one another. We use our phone now for so many different things. I don't know about you, but sometimes I do my emails on my phone, I work on my phone, I do my devotion on my phone. Teens use so many things on their phone, apps and games and whatnot. But one of the most used aspects of any cell phone is the camera. A lot of people use the camera often, and that's why all the companies try to make sure that their camera on the phone is good, because they want you to buy their cell phone. If you would pull, pull out and uh, turn on the camera, and you would point at something, most of the cameras these days have this thing called autofocus. You point at something, and then the camera thinks that for you, that object in the middle is the most important, so it's automatically going to focus on the object in the middle. And uh, it's crazy how these machines evolved and how good they are these days. Uh, before, you had to carry a whole different camera with you, with a bag and a flashlight, and now you just pull out your phone, you point at something, it automatically focuses for you, and it takes a very, very good uh, photo, sh uh, photo for you. I brought a couple of photos for you tonight as more of the illustration uh, purposes. And on the first one, uh, you can see uh, my son as he's looking at uh, the car there. On Tuesday, uh, we had a, a privilege of going to the car show together. And uh, I, I did what I was just uh, describing you. I pulled out my phone, I wanted to take a shot. So the camera you know, thought that for me, the mo most important thing in that photo is the car. So automatically focused on the car. But I said, oh, I, I want my son to be just as sharp as possible in the photo as well. So I kind of, you know, you can, I don't know if you know, but you can tap on the screen and that's where the camera will focus. So I tapped somewhere in between, so both of them would be uh, pretty good. But when, when uh, you, you don't have the camera and the camera is not smart enough, sometimes what, what, uh, this thing happens when the picture is out of focus. If I did not take this photo, but what, what, what do you think was the most important when the, when the person took this shot? The daughter or the girl or the the trees at the back, uh, the background. Probably the little girl, the daughter was the most important, but because the, the photo is out of focus, you, you can't even tell who is on the photo. It's absolutely useless, unless you wanted to, maybe the person who took this photo wanted to be really artsy, you know, and uh, wanted to take a shot when the background is crisp, but usually it's the other way around. You want the person to be crisp, and the background to be blurry. 
But sometimes this happens, you know, and probably the person had another chance to take another photo. On the next one, we actually can see two photos side by side. On the left, everything is blurry. It's, uh, it's not your glasses. Everything is blurry on the left photo. And on the right, everything is crisp. And that's what uh, really, you know, that, that's the good photo in, in that uh, scenario. Uh, the point I'm trying to hear, uh, the point I'm trying to make here tonight is that just like with the camera, sometimes uh, in the photos as well, sometimes the wrong objective is in, in focus or nothing is focused at all. And we as Christians, I believe as we live our lives, we truly have to be focused. We have to be focused because if we are not focused, and if we are not focusing on the most important thing in our lives, then we can live a life, when you saw the photo, everything is blurry. Nothing is important, and we just go with the flow, and then we miss out on a lot of things. Or with the photo before, then it was not focused on the right thing, then we totally miss the point and we totally miss life because we are not focused on, on the best thing and the most important uh, parts. Tonight we are going to read Luke chapter 10. So if you have a Bible, please open it up. And as we are reading it, uh, obviously tonight we are going to focus on focus. So as we are reading this script, try to keep that in mind uh, as we read this little portion of, of the Gospel of Luke. And if you are able, would you stand as we read God's Word? Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. This is what the Bible says. Jesus visits Martha and Mary. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem... They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he thought. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we can read your word tonight. Your word is so powerful, and we can learn so much from it. So tonight, we just ask that through your Holy Spirit, that you would talk to us, you would communicate with us, and you would give us your wisdom. Because we believe that with your wisdom, we can understand the text. And we just pray for clarity tonight, that we would clearly understand what you want to tell us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Feel free to be seated. So we see the, the story, Jesus is going to the capital of Israel, he's uh, uh, traveling with his disciples, and he's coming to his place where he, uh, he was invited to this house. And uh, as, 
as we see so often, <clears throat> excuse me, as we see so often in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus is either going to the meal or coming from a meal or preparing a meal or, or, or something to do with a meal. And this is the, the, the case here as well. He was invited to somebody's house and uh, he sits down with the disciples and he's about to teach. And uh, we have uh, Mary and Martha in the story. And Martha is just is busy preparing the house and uh, getting things ready. And I think you can identify with that, right? You have family over and you shove your kids in the room to not mess up the house because you worked on it all night. You were cleaning. You were preparing the food. You wanted to make sure that the porch is ready for your guests to get there. And uh, so we have uh, Martha in one hand, and in the other side we see Mary who is just sitting there and listening to Jesus Christ. And then Martha gets upset. She's like, what's going on? I do all the heavy lifting here. Is, it, is that fair? And Jesus says, well, it's really nice what you are doing, but it's actually uh, you're not focusing on what is important. And... Uh, <clears throat> And that's, that, that's basically how the story ends. Uh, it would have been easy, good to read what's going on later, but we, we just don't see that here at the end of chapter 10. But uh, basically, what Jesus is saying to, to, the, to her is that you have to recognize what is the most important thing in your life, and you have to focus on that. I'm not saying that uh, getting things done around the house is not important. What I say is that we have to check our priorities. We have to check our priorities because I believe that was the problem here for Jesus. It was not necessary that, you know, Martha was preparing a meal. I think Jesus was happy that there was a meal at that night. But maybe, maybe it didn't have to go to that extent what Martha was doing. Maybe Martha, maybe they knew that Jesus was coming so they could have get all the things done before. So when Jesus is there, then they could have focused on him. Because he is alive. He is just so important. And he pointed it out to them. So tonight I would like to share a couple of ideas and, and truths with you. The first one is this. Distraction is the nemesis of focus. Distraction is the nemesis of focus. And in verse 41 we can read that how Jesus is telling to Martha that you are just focusing on the food and the house. And not so much about spiritual things. And he's just saying... Uh, and, and just like then, even today, we have the same uh, danger in our lives because we can become too busy with day-to-day -to -day activities to read our Bibles and listen to what God wants to teach us. We can get busy so easily. We have kids and grandkids and people in our lives. We have to go to work. We have to do things around the house. And as we do and focus on those things, it's so, so easy for us to focus on what is the most important thing. We get busy with day-to-day -day stuff. And there are so many things that can seek to distract you. Some of them are, are harmless some of them are, uh, if you would look at it, it would not be, not be necessary bad. If we take a look at the story, we see that Martha was not doing anything bad. She was cooking. She was cleaning. That's not sin. But when that comes to a, a, a time and when it was not just the time for that, we see that that actually stood between Martha and Jesus, and that became a problem. 
And that became a problem because there are just so many things that seek to distract us. Uh, I believe there's a photo on the next slide. And uh, when you take a look at this screenshot of CP24, what is, what is one thing that really speaks to you? And I, obviously, we don't have to really focus on the content here, like Dr. Lisa created her own shoe line. You know, that's not the, the most important part here. Don't you find that, that this screen is just so busy? There's just so much information. You can read about the weather. You can check uh, how is the 401 going on. You can read about MLS, NBA, MLB. You can see the, the, the best, the, the newest news. And then only maybe one third of the screen is what's actually showing you the, the, I guess, the most important thing here than, you know, the two ladies are talking about the, the shoe line. I remember the first time I came to Canada, and uh, I stayed with Linda Leach at that time, and uh, she had the TV on, and uh, she was watching CP24. And when I looked at the TV, I, I told Linda, Linda, there's some problem with your TV. And then she's like, why, what are you talking about? I just say like, and I told her, there's just so many numbers, there's so many texts going on here, and only one third of your TV is actually showing the channel, what would be, and I, what I would like to see, and it's just so hard for me, because, you know, numbers are going here, and letters, and it's just so hard to focus. But she said, no, this is how they want it to look like. This is the channel itself. It's not, there's nothing wrong with my TV. But I believe that this screenshot of CP24 actually represents our lives. We worry about numbers, we worry about the weather, we worry about how long it's gonna take us to get to work or to wherever we wanna be, and uh, we fill the screen with so many different things, and the actual channel, the actual show what, what you know, they can show you is only taking up one third of the whole screen. In our lives, as we fill our, up our lives with, with things like this and things like that, and then the most important thing kind of gets just to the one corner in our lives and just getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and we have to figure, we have to figure it out and we have to watch for that. And I would like to, I guess, end with this, this point with a question today. What can distract you from listening to God and to others? I believe that it's, it's really important for all of us to always have this question in our lives. What is the thing that is distracting us? What is standing between us and God? And we don't have to always think about addiction or bad things or drinking alcohol or think, doing things like that. There are so many things out there to distract us and can stand between us and God, and we have to constantly watch and check our lives and try to remove that. Busyness, the to-do list, and things like that, you have to watch out because we can easily get busy and distracted, and distraction is the nemesis of focus. So uh, the, the next truth is that we have to focus on what is important. In Luke chapter 10, verse 42 says, uh, Jesus says that, you know, uh, when Martha complained after, says that Mary actually found the thing, what is the most important, and that's me. 
We have to find what is the most important in our lives, and we have to focus on that. Jesus said that listening to him was more important than anything else, and that's why he told uh, Martha as well to focus on him. So why do we have to focus on what is important, you should ask? Why is it important for us to focus on what is important? Well, guess what? What you focus on, you empower. And I want, I want this to sink in with you. What, what you focus on, you empower. Meaning what, whatever you focus on in your lives, that's what you're going to uh, put all your effort into it. That's where you're going to put your money. That's where you're going to put your time. And as soon as you're focusing on something that is not as important, you are, not going to, you are distracted and you are not going to be able to focus on what is important because you, are, you wasted all, all of these resources on something else which was, shouldn't be a number one position in your life. So I, I, I encourage you, uh, focus on what is important because what you focus on, you uh, empower. Uh, I believe that, um, that there... Yes, so as I said at the, at the beginning of my sermon, I talked about priorities. I believe that if we look around today in society, we would see that there are a lot of uh, uh, different priorities out there, and uh, people are just, our priorities are just totally messed up. And um, uh, I was talking with one of my friends a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he just bought uh, a brand new watch. And I, I like watches. It's, I guess it's like purses for women or somebody's cars for others. You know, we have our, our own thing. And so the guy said, oh, I got this new watch. It's like, oh, it's so nice. How much was this watch? And then he was like, oh, it was $5,000. I got a good deal on it. It was only $5,000. And I said, okay, was it $5,000 Jamaican dollar or $5,000 uh, Canadian dollar? And he's like, no, it was 5,000 US dollars. Oh. I was like, oh man, it's like 7,000 plus Canadian dollars. And, but he's like, but it's a really nice watch. I was like, okay, so what, what can this $5,000 watch do for you? And he's like, well, it can tell you the time. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I mean, I have a watch that costs a couple hundred dollars. I can't tell me the time. And he's like, but. It can also tell me the date. I was like, wow, guess what? My watch can tell me the date as well. And then he's like, oh, it, it can do one more thing. I was like, okay, I got excited. Maybe this watch knows something, but it's worth $7,000. And he said, well, it tells me the moon phase. I was like, what is the moon phase? And then it's like, well, it just tells you, you know, the moon phase. I was like, and do you care about the moon phase? It's like, no, but it tells me the moon phase. I was like, okay, I see the priorities here, you know. I, I just believe that uh, the priorities are, our priorities are just totally messed up. And uh, as I was uh, just searching the web for some other hobbies, I found these photos you can see on the, uh, I, I guess, yeah, the, this, this slide. It's, uh, th there's this hobby, there's this interest, which is called extreme ironing. Do you know about ironing, what you do at home, what nobody likes to do? So there's a hobby that people would go to extreme places, and they would iron there, and they would take a photo of it, and they would be blessed by it. So on the right, I don't know if you can see the picture, is not 
the, the cleanest, you know, it wasn't focused, anyhow. So on the right, you see the guy is ironing, and he's on, kind of on the side of the mountain, kind of hanging in there. On the left, you see that there is a guy ironing on a, on a, on a canoe. And then on the top is probably my favorite. Three guys jumped out of the airplane, and they are ironing as they are falling down. Talking about messed up priorities. Have you ever done this? OK, I just wanted to make sure I'm not offending anyone here tonight. Maybe Cindy has this you know, extreme ironing. No? No. Not even at home, right? <clears throat> That's why you have the dryer. You put it in, it comes out. You never have to iron. That's extreme ironing number two. So uh, the bottom line is, uh, obviously, I found these really extreme uh, um, uh, priorities. But I believe that, again, watch, we have to watch our priorities. And we have to make sure that we are focusing on what is the most important. I really like this, uh, air, the, I really like this time what we are entering into. On, on Wednesday, we are going to start the Lenten season which is just a couple of weeks before Easter. This is the time that what we can spend on really focusing on what is important. This is the time we can check our priorities and check areas in our lives. And uh, this is when we can kind of reshape uh, our lives with the help of the Holy Spirit. And I really believe that we have to take advantage of this time and the season we are entering into. So I believe that as we are now entering into the Lenten season, Lent is when you can focus on growth areas in your lives. What are growth areas? There are growth areas, there are, that there are areas in your life when there, there is room for improvement. It doesn't matter how old we are, it doesn't matter who we are, we always can find areas in our life where there is room for improvement. And I just like it that this, this time, as we watch our priorities, as we try to focus on what is important, we can really make a big difference with the help of God. As we are focusing on, a, on those areas, we can move ahead. Because focus creates effectiveness and accelerates completion. I will say this again. Focus creates effectiveness and accelerates completion. When we focus on one thing, we channel all our time and energy into, into that certain area where we feel that we are the weakest. That's where we need the most improvement. We can be so effective in that area because we are trying to, again, just prioritize well. And we can move closer to completion. Effectiveness and completion goes hand in hand. So uh, do you want to advance in certain aspect of your lives? During Lent, pay attention to those areas. And I believe, again, that you can move forward and you can make a difference with the help of God. I believe that as we entering again into this season, focus on one, maybe two areas in your lives. And as you do that, Again, it's just, it just crazy what the, the difference it can make in your life. Focus on, on one or two items and, uh, in, in the Lenten season, and you can make a big difference. You might want to maybe give up something what you have been doing. Maybe you want to add something new to your life you haven't done in a long time. Um, there's just, the list can go on and on what we can do. 
And uh, I, I often get, get this comment about Lent is that, oh, it's just about giving up some, ty some type of food. Lent is so much more than that. You know, you can give up a certain activity, uh, something what you do, and you can replace it with something more important, and in that way you are focusing on Jesus Christ because he is the most important. And that's how we arrive to this Bible verse from Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 2 says this, Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. We have to set our eyes and our minds on, not on the earthly things, but what is above us. And if we do that, it's going to just, uh, again, be such a huge blessing for all of us. So yeah, we talked about, you know, we have to focus, but what should we focus on? And this is really the point where I, I kind of give you ideas. And, uh, and, and when I say, you know, things above, obviously I talk about God, Jesus, eternal life. Uh, this is the time when we, we can get connected again with God's word as we read it at the Lenten season and then as, as prayer as well. And not just, I'm not just telling you to pray more, but again, when you pray, what are you focusing on in your prayer life? It's important for us not just to go for the quantity, but look for the quality. And uh, don't just say, oh, I'm going to pray 30 minutes or, or, or an hour or whatever. Focus on what, what you are praying on, and it will be important. So as I said there, the second one is focus on Jesus. Uh, on the next slide, uh, don't show it yet, but on the next slide, you're going to see something. And I want you to find in the middle, there are three dots. And uh, when you see the photo on the next slide, you have to focus on that for 30 seconds. And then after the 30 seconds is done, you will close your eyes and you will tell me what you see, okay? Are you ready? Say yes. All right. So show the picture. Do you see the four dots in the middle? Okay, focus on those four dots, all right? And don't blink. Are you focusing? Yes. You don't see the four dots in the middle? Okay, close your eyes. What do you see? Somebody saw Jesus? All right, we have a couple of hands. You can check this all online, or maybe on your phone it will work better. But as you focus on, it's a, I guess it's a trick. You focus on the four dots, you close your eyes or you look up, apparently you're supposed to see Jesus. It worked for me yesterday. And it worked for, for us at Connect Church this morning. So uh, uh, the interesting part and what I liked about it that even after you close your eyes uh, and you don't see the picture, you still see Jesus. And when, uh, I, I thought that was really good that when we focus on Jesus Christ, even when we don't necessarily look at him or talk to him directly, as we go and do our day-to-day -day stuff, we still see him in front of us. He's still with us because as we set our minds on him, he will be around. And uh, at last, but not at least, this is how I would like to finish it. Uh, we have to focus as a church. I believe it's very, very important for us. We have to focus as a church. 
Um, I have seen so many churches are doing so many things, and as a, as a church tries to have too many things on its plate, there's a danger for the church as well just to try to do too much and accomplish nothing. And uh, that's the thing uh, I really am trying to uh, communicate with Connect Church uh, this time around, and we are going to have our uh, a special meeting where we are going to try to make a next five-year plan for our church. And uh, I, I told folks, we have to find what are our priorities and we have to focus on them so we are going to accomplish something. And I believe that uh, this church and all the churches, uh, you, have to, you have to figure out uh, what, what is your community look like, what are the areas you have to focus on, and if you, if you are focusing on those areas, you, you can make a big difference. But if you try to do too many different things, again, it's easy for us just to get lost. So as a church, uh, I just uh, would like to encourage for all of us to focus on, on what is important and, uh, and, and let's uh, move on. Um, it was a really great story from Martha and Mary. And I just would like to place it to your heart again with this Bible verse. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Amen. Please stand. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this uh, story from Mary and Martha. And uh, Heavenly Father, you see our lives. You see that uh, we can get busy with day-to-day -day stuff. And I just pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, you would truly help us to take a look at our lives, to help us to identify what are the crucial areas and what are things we have to focus on. Heavenly Father, there are so many things that can stand between you and us. And uh, I just pray, we just pray this evening, Heavenly Father, that you would help us to see those and help us to remove those. I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we enter the Lenten season, that it would be a time when we get closer to you and when we connect with you. The most important thing uh, should be in our lives, that our connection should be uh, excellent with you, Heavenly Father. I pray that you would bless, Heavenly Father, all of us who are here this evening, I pray that you would be with our families who we represent, that you would bless our family members and friends and neighbors. And you may, can you please help us that we can be a blessing for people around us. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would uh, uh, bless us now and you would uh, bless the week ahead of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.